you know, now we're starting to bring those external frequencies internally to the home because now it's like, again, it's the Sonos, it's the Alexis, it's the Googles, it's the wireless refrigerators, dishwashers, printers, Wi-Fis, iPads. Oh, I, I, my range hood is Bluetooth and, you know, TVs, you know, the, the, the whole home, right? So it's, it's honestly, um, this isn't a buzz. This isn't a scare. It's not a tactic. It, where the technology's going, there's going to be a price to pay with it. And the price to pay is we're trying. The goal ultimately in this holistic sanctuary of this healing environment is ultimately, and I should have said this in the beginning, but it's never too late. It's we want to create this, this natural, as much as we can, we want to create the natural environment. Welcome to the Performance Rx Podcast, the ultimate destination for anyone who wants to perform better in the gym and live a better life outside it. Whether you're just starting your journey or you're a seasoned pro, this show covers a wide range of topics to help you reach your potential and live your best life. Each week on this podcast, I'll be bringing you expert interviews, personal stories, and actionable advice to inspire, educate, and empower you to reach your goals. So hit follow, grab your headphones, and get ready to take your health and performance to the next level. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Performance Rx Podcast, and welcome back to the second part of our two-part series. I'm your host, Bridget Baroni, and today we're going to continue our exploration on how our homes and living environments can significantly impact our health and fitness. In part one, we did a deep dive into the world of mold exposure in our homes and heard about how mold illness can be a silent threat to our well-being. Today, we're shifting our focus to another invisible but equally influential force, electromagnetic fields or EMFs. My guest today is Brian Johnson, a building biologist and all-world athlete, and he is here to guide us through part two of this eye-opening series. Brian's journey has taken him from the world of athletic excellence to the forefront of creating holistic living structures that prioritize prioritize health and well-being. EMFs are all around us from devices that we use daily to the technologies that power our homes. But what do these invisible fields really mean for our health, and especially for those of us who are committed to athletic and fitness performance? In this episode, we'll uncover Brian's expertise in EMF mitigation, helping us understand how we can create safer and healthier living environments for ourselves and our families. Whether you're an athlete, fitness enthusiast, or simply someone passionate about our health, this episode is a must listen. Join us as we venture into the world of EMFs, learn about the latest technologies for EMF mitigation, and uncover the essential steps to optimize your living environment. Yeah, no, and and again, gr- good point there about you know having because I mean just like anything you know our health related, there's there's so much information out there, and having someone be able to to guide you through it and you know deconstruct everything is is so uh, valuable. Um, so I mean we've talked we've been talking quite a bit. I, obviously, I'm very passionate about mold exposure, uh, but you know th- we've been talking about that and uh, air quality. What about water? Um, so Amir Amir Khan, who was on episode two of the uh, Performance Arcs podcast, and Brian knows him personally. There, um, we were on his episode. We were talking about um, optimizing health in the most simplest ways, and he brought up basically if you think about human survival, air quality, water quality, food quality. There, and uh, and so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people. I, I don't want to overgeneralize, but I'll just say I think, you know, having a water filter, at least in your refrigerator for your ice cube maker, is somewhat common for, for a lot of modern homes there. But I'm I'm going to make the assumption, you know, is is that enough or what else needs to be done? And, you know, of course, there's all sorts of different filters out there. And then there's also the issue of electrolytes and minerals to, to go in because you don't want to mess with that. Um, so yeah, any, any thoughts or what, I guess, how do you work with your clients in that respect for, for their water? Oh yeah. Water is one of, um, it's one of the rabbit holes, right? It, it's one of the big, um, it's, it's a big key piece, right? Um, you know, and our good friend Amir, he, he gets it. He understands a lot of these, but as a matter of fact, him and him and I, I've gotten a lot of inspiration from him, you know, like we all have so much to offer each other and, and inspire each other. Um, and from the water perspective, 
you know, been studying water in this whole industry for a good, I don't know, six years. And, um, you know, I've always been intrigued with it. I've always been intrigued with it, but I came into, again, from building like, okay, we have to be able to take these filtration systems and bring them as a whole home solution. I mean, there's nothing new about that. But when you start to learn and you understand all the different methods of water and how they react, like distilled water, right? Distilled water, they, you know, then there's a remineralization process to that. Um, and uh, with distilled water, it, it's, it's not really a structured water source. Um, and I'll take just one little piece and Amir would totally appreciate this, that water, structured water, that's the that's it's a big topic everybody's talking about it um most a lot of people in, in this in this community um structured water you know it's distilled water falls from the sky um you know it, it we're, we're getting a lot of these water through aquifers um you know typically you know like around mountain you know mountain ranges are collecting the waters we're getting the snow packs uh, we have rivers you know, so so the water is falling in the sky. It's charged by the sun. It lands on rocks. It lands, goes through the soil, creates these tributaries, creates these rivers, flows down through the rivers over the rocks, and it creates this whole process of structurization uh, and re uh, of mineralization. It's just this really intriguing. Um, it's just so intriguing how the whole process of what creates this mature water. It, that's that's actually what they because if by the time the water flows through the aquifer, it's become like a matured, um, you know, almost like wine and things like that, right? It's a timing of aging and, you know, and the whole process. Um, so kind of understanding that's kind of structured water kind of in a nutshell. Now, you know, then then you have ozone system. Everyone's talking, or excuse me, um, no, I just drew a blank, uh, a, a reverse osmosis, uh, RO systems. And so an RO system, and I'm just as guilty as it too, because early on, I just didn't have the knowledge. And, you know, I love technology and I love seeing all these really cool RO systems, you know, that have all these different filters and valves and gadgets and lights and timers. And, and I, oh, these are the coolest thing. And, and uh, but the thing about reverse osmosis is actually deconstructing water. You can run structured water through. We can take the water from the stream, run it through an RO system because we're concerned of a bacteria or a pathogen in the water. Then we're running it through this RO system. It deconstructs the water. Yes, it filters it. That's why I think whether 99.9% effective uh, as a, a, a effective water treatment, but it deconstructs the water and there's no mineralization. Now, there's a lot of great water companies out there that recognize this. Um, there's, there's several manufacturers that I even promote that understand taking water, restructuring the water, um, filtering the water, and then um, adding like minerals back in. And, and there's, there's so many different configurations. Um, I've done a lot of research on this and I wanted to come up with a system, a whole home system. And it could be just a cabinet system. It, it, it could be for a shower or it could be the whole entire home. Of course, me, I'm looking at everything from a whole home perspective. Um, so there's some companies that there's a company specific that I work with that I just felt true alignment. I've been following them through the industry and the technology that they use for structuring the water is just unbelievable um it's using quantum energy uh magnetics it's using um different types of elements um in, in and how the water goes through these systems and it actually restructures so basically it's taking water from a pipe which is considered dead water because it's water that goes through treatment plant more than likely or if it's a well um even even in a well the water is stagnant sitting in pipes and well water is a little bit different but you got you to gotta environmentally test the water to see what's coming from the wall to make sure that that is safe water, by the way, too. Um, but say, say we're taking water from a municipality. We can structure it, which changes the behavior of how those chemicals actually react in the body. But it's always safe to be able to take this and filter it. Um, and the company that I work with, 
there's all kinds of different filters out there and there's just a whole that's just the whole thing within itself um and the company that i aligned myself with uses um these these diamond um uh condensed um carbon block filtration that they're super pressed and they press and they 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 filter water all the way down to like a 0.5 micron anything below that it's not going to have the flow ability because the tighter you filter the the less flow that you have um and with this carbon type of a filtration it allows the minerals to remain in the water but it's filtering out the chlorines and you know mercury just all the different heavy metals and all the different types of fluoride uh of things in the water um even fluoride that's a whole nother discussion but you can take fluoride and if it's structured and there's a lot of research on this and i'm not making a claim here but you can take fluoride and structure it and how the fluoride reacts in the body is totally different it's a different thing once it's structured um so through the systems that i'm using for whole houses we're structuring the water we're running it through filtration and then as it's feeding through the pipes of the home it's coming out at your your bath totally structured filtered you're not adding any mineralization back in you're taking all the heavy metals back out it even calms heavy uh hard water down and you can take a, a shower in these types of systems and feel like you're literally taking a shower um in you know in the swiss alps underneath a, a waterfall it has that kind of a feeling it's very revitalizing on the body um you know from a shower perspective and this is funny and i'll kind of please no one make fun of me here but i actually purposely tried like not using like any like soaps and stuff um i'm an athlete so i kind of hit the pool a couple times a week you know so my body's getting stripped down with <laughs> chlorine anyway but um you know and i eat pretty clean so there's you know like there's not a lot of major toxins that are flown to the body creating body odor but i actually um as an experiment for i did it for a long time and i would check in with people going like hey you know what i'm using the structured water system to take showers not using any you know bath soaps or anything like that hey i don't stink do i you know and and uh so i kind of had this experience and believe it or not um again just eating a fairly clean diet not perfect being pretty well detoxed and bathing in this water i don't even have to use i don't even have to use any kind of a soap i can just bathe under the water and it's it's really mind-blowing um now again I, it's not like i got a bunch of hair and i'm using all kinds of different you know hair treatment and stuff so <laughs> it's a little easier for me however however We've sold numerous of these systems. I've used my house as a model for people to experience, to even come and shower and to have an experience of what the water's like. And the the feedback is unanimous. It's overwhelming with just good feedback of, oh my God, like my hair feels amazing. My skin's not all dried out. Um, it, it, it feels very nourished. Um, um, and then what I even do is I'll put a uh, another level of filter under the sink. So it's just a simpler filter under the sink, which is its own water feed. And I'll, I can filter it all the way down to a two micron. So anybody that's very, very meticulous that wants that ultra, ultra purification uh, with the mineralization and being structured, I actually put that. So I do have whole home systems that I've been playing around with for quite some time. I've actually co-designed um, a system with a manufacturer out there, and, and we and we can talk about all that stuff and put those in show notes and what these systems are. Um, but that's a whole house. Um, they this company makes other systems just directly for a sink. Um, they can even make it to where it just comes out of the shower head. You know, so if somebody has you know an RV or a smaller home or an apartment. You know, and they just don't have that luxury to put in these whole home systems. These companies do make the isolated systems, and I've sold, I've sold several of these, and and the feedback has just been, it's it's crazy, it's it's unbelievable. And again, it's not like that company's the only system that has it, but it's knowing how to vet and understand and and find what what it is that we're looking for in this refinement of water. Hearing you talk about that just made me think about just how <laughs> beautiful, but also important, like just like pure clean water is and 
gosh, I'm I'm uh, I'm fantasizing about taking a shower <laughs> in one of those systems. Um, gosh, yeah, we'll definitely. Well, we'll have we'll have to we'll have to set you up. Um, you know, with, with the system, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's different levels too. Like, like so the ones that we co-created. Um, there's like a a system that's good up to like 2200 square feet there's a system that's good up to like 3500 square feet again there's a system if you want hey look i just want it for under my sink you know um but the bathing in this this is right like it's again it's no different like if we're bathing in, in toxic a water full i don't want to say toxic water it's not for me for me to say but water that has a lot of byproduct a chemical in it it does have an effect um, on the skin and our hair and we're, you know, and then of course, you know, using, you know, toxic kind of soaps and chemicals and things like that. Then you're just compounding the problem there um, versus having these experiences using a true um, structured filterization process for the showers. It, it, bathing will never be the same. You just mentioned chemicals in the water and that reminded me, you made a comment earlier uh, about, the, the fluoride in water and how it's, I, I guess when it goes through one of these filtrations, if it's structured or and, it, and it, it reacts differently in the body, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's a science to it and I definitely I'll, I'll trip myself up if I even try to explain it, oh, that's but fair. <laughs> I do understand that the, the, the premium carbon filters that we're using, it's taken out, it's taken out like, a high percentage of any potential fluoride in the water um, and any like slight residual even, you know, like, cause there's markers on where it becomes, you know, kind of effective or just, you know, to the body and how it's reactive. Um, but I mean, it's, it's worth, it's, it's levels on a scale so low uh, just through the filterization process, but even the, even the low levels being structured, yeah, it's it's how it completely behaves. Like, I can't again. I I won't get into the science because I don't want to mislead anything on that. But there are there is there is evidence on how it does react. But what I do know, for example, you know, like hard water in some areas, we have this definitely hard water to where you almost have to put a water softener, you know, in the house, and that's a whole other topic of you know sodium potassium. You know, the different technologies that we're using for soft water, some people love them, some people hate them. But I would say from a chemical sensitivity, it's like pretty important to understand and know, you know, what we're <laughs> putting into these water softener systems. However, what I, I and here in Tucson, Arizona and some other areas that we've tested hard water, we've put these systems in. And yeah, you'll see a little bit of the, the calcium scaling because it's allowing the minerals to, to flow. Um, but it doesn't scale to where you can't clean it. I mean, light, light vinegar after prolonged, prolonged, um, I've tested up to a year. And a year is going to tell you a lot of hard water and scaling and the buildup within the pipes or the fixtures and things like that. Um, that the hard water coming through that's been structured, you can clean it with vinegar. It comes right off. It like changes how it scales and it builds and it, it completely changes the whole molecular structure and the ionization process of water. So everything behaves completely different through this structurization. Yeah. Wow. That's, in, that's incredible. Um, anytime I can like use vinegar to just wipe something away, I am, uh, I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, and that's, a, that's a conversation about chemicals in the home, right? Like the cleaning chemicals. And you know what, why don't I just you know, it, we'll just kind of tie up the whole indoor air quality along with the water, um, you know, is for, for cleaning. There's three there's three cleaning products that that I have in my home um, and I recommend a lot of clients and that they're all effective cleaners too. borax, baking soda and then industrial vinegar that you can reduce down to the strength that you want, because with the vinegar, you're going to clean up any hard water deposit. Um, with the borax, um, well, and, and, and again, a, a simple, uh, dish soap, um, the dish soap has a little surfactant in it, so it helps kind of break any grease or petroleums. Um, the borax is just a super abrasive cleaner that helps abrade as it, as it cleans. Um, and then of course the baking soda helps neutralize again, that whole microbiome within the home, you know, these are products that we're using 
that reduce down. Um, they're even they're biodegradable, they're ingestible, um, and they're very effective at cleaning all everything within the home. Um, you know, so thanks for adding that part of you know cleaning up the the you know using vinegar because you know like an industrial grade vinegar is very effective for, for cleaning like hard water and things like that too. You mentioned just like a simple dish soap here and I, I don't want to like name drop uh, uh, brands here because unless they want to sponsor me, I'm just kidding, but not kidding. Right. <laughs> but uh, but are, <laughs> like would like Dawn, like would Dawn dish soap or is there, I mean, yeah, that's like I, always the common you know, one, you know, and you see like the commercials you know, with I, the, the oil spilled ducks and everything. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but there's actually some surfactants. There are some byproduct chemicals. Yeah, that's um, a... There's some fragrance that they put in Don just so I mean, for some people. It's bright blue. <laughs> um, they are pretty sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with it, but I know seven, uh, you know, seven generation, just to give people a name, because a lot of people know the seven generation. Yep. Yeah, um, we use that. However, they were, you know, so if anyone says, oh my God, they were bought out by Nestle, hey, I don't have any control of that. And I can only just hope that their formulations have stayed the same. Mm. Um, but I use the dish soap. That's the dish soap yeah. that I okay. and promote. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good to, again, not name dropping any sort of brands here, but good clarification. Cause yeah, you said dish soap and, mm. and uh, degreaser and I immediately went to Dawn, but I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, like you say, we kind of like wrapped up the, uh, the water and air. Um, I was, I was thinking, or yeah, as you were talking about EMFs here, you, so you mentioned EMFs, quite a bit and i think one of a big thing especially over you know the the course of the past few years is uh smart home technology right everyone wants to uh yeah <laughs> you're shaking your head <laughs> everyone's talking about you know smart home alexa sonos mm, google mm. you know all of the you know programs that can automate the whole house by you know the sound of a voice right? yeah 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 so um yeah um, thoughts yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, just just for the sake of time, um, and we and we can have we can go further in. Yeah, I know we've been going later. quite a bit there, but yeah, I guess <laughs> I don't want to go down too well, far. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to bore the audience and go too far, you know. And I'm always trying to find that kind of that balance of you know making things make sense without making it over over complex. Um, but the EMF is for real. Um, it's not a trend. It's nothing, you know, yeah, we've been talking about it in the last 10 years more so because now with the internet, you know, information is, is, it's flying much further and people are becoming educated and, and all of these, um, doctors and scientists and advocates, you know, they've been doing research of EMFs for 20, 25 years plus. Um, they were testing, you know, why 5G technology you know, 20 years ago, you know, this, this is nothing new. I mean, you know, thanks to Nikola Tesla and, you know, I mean, they were developing a lot of these, these technologies a long time ago. And now we're finding, Oh, okay. Hey, we can, you know, scientists, we can take all these, you know, technologies uh, with the FCC and, you know, do all these amazing things. Um, and that's kind of talking more from a radio um, a electromagnetic type of frequencies um so those are external frequencies um you know now we're starting to bring those external frequencies internally to the home because now it's like again it's the sonos it's the alexis it's the googles it's the wireless refrigerators dishwashers printers wi-fi coffee maker ipads <laughs> i'm, I'm <laughs> I, serious i, yeah, I mean I'm serious <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my range hood is Bluetooth and, yeah, yeah. you know, TVs, you know, the, the, the whole home, right? <laughs> so it's, it's honestly, um, this isn't a buzz. This isn't a scare. It's not a tactic. It, where the technology's going, there's going to be a price to pay with it. And the price to pay is we're trying, the goal ultimately in this holistic sanctuary of this healing environment is ultimately, and I should have said this in the beginning, but it's never too late. It's we want to create this this natural 
as much as we can, we want to create the natural, but we didn't even talk about lighting. And I know, just, I know, <laughs> I know. I, but I, I like that. Maybe, maybe, well, keep going because I, I do like the circadian yeah. lights there. So yeah, let's. We'll, we'll put, kind of tie it in with the whole electrical along with color because again, now I'm, I'm kind of adding the piece of nature and the nature is how do we create rep, how do we recreate nature within the home element, right? And so in nature, hope, you know, our shoes off, if somebody's into grounding, there's so much studies and amazingness to what grounding truly does. It's, you know, it's dissipating all the ionic charge in the body and it's, it's pulling in all the, the negative ions to be the earth's energy. Right. Um, you know, so there's so many good things about the grounding, um, in nature. So how do we create that within the home? Well, it's understanding, Hey, all these radio frequencies, it's RF that's it's EMF. Uh, rf um which is this electromagnetic you know types of frequencies and they're super high wave they're short and they pack a lot of data and it it does have no question again there's the studies i won't get into what it does but it has a direct correlation on uh, on our bio on on our, our our biology and you know they're really high uh they're super high and the goal is is, is we want to really kind of um be educated around these things and how, what do we do so what do i do as a builder is i hardwire i you know it's back to the 90s it's back to hardwiring creating home automation through ethernet cabling through speaker wiring doorbells like security cameras everything still operates i, I think sonos i, I think alexis i think they do have ethernet uh capability to where you're plugging your ethernet cable so you would wire your whole entire home, and I'll, I'll kind of make it simpler from if somebody already has a home, but you're coming in from the POE, the router, you know, from whether, whatever your service is, you come in, you have a router, you branch it out through the house, and it goes to a hub and in every room, kitchen, wherever you want, some kind of a technology, TV, something like that. Then you would just plug in the Ethernet cable, problem solved, no more wireless. You go in there and you turn all your wireless devices off. Some you can, some you can't. Uh, those are things that, you know, that I consult on um, from that perspective, um, you know, putting the Wi-Fi router in a home, they make low emission versions ones uh, that are not so high uh, that put out such a high wavelength um, that and then you can put it on a kill switch, too. So you could still have you could have your convenience and your luxury and have things Wi-Fi. But then just have a switch and just turn it on. Maybe you might turn it on for a couple hours a day or something like that. And just limit yourself. Um, you know, so it's really limiting yourself to the space and the time and the distance. Um, RF travels a very far distance, so it's almost kind of hard to control that. Um, again, it's externally. There's a lot of things we can do internally to control that. But if you're if your house is sitting next to uh, even a 4G, I mean, even 4G, the way that they're using 4G now, it's different than when it first came out in fourth generation. Now they're packing a lot of different information. And so, and they're putting more of these 4G towers, you know, on rooftops and, you know, you know, on top of your, you know, house or whatever, um, apartments, you know. So if you have, if you have a 4G uh, radio tower facing in your window, um, you know, I'll talk about meters too, but you're, you're, you're getting a lot of, um, <laughs> you're getting a lot of exposure to the RF. and there's ways to mitigate that. There's bed canopies that block out the RF. Um, again, RF can be with the with the RF that we have today. There's the scare of the 5G. The scare of the 5G is not so much of what the 5G itself is doing. It's the capability of the platform that they're going to start building off of using the 5G. These full spectrum, these beaming technologies. Um, that's where it gets really scary. So that's a real thing, but it's the 5G itself isn't, it's not as dangerous as people think because you can limit yourself to the exposure of a 5G. A lot of our phones come in 5G, but they also have, because 5G has to rely on 4G to work. And so our phones, you can toggle them into like a 4G. So, you know, yeah, you would, it's the lesser of the two evils. So I would toggle into a, a 4G mode and not using wireless earbuds, you know, using wired earbuds, try, you know, even, yeah, I know, yeah, of course. Yeah. If those were wired, I, I'm, I'd had a, 
uh, we would have had to talk before this, but, um, or wireless, but, uh, you know, I knew, I knew you'd have your wired earbuds in there. Um, but it's, it's having even shielded clothing. Maybe if you got your phone on you, cause the thing is, is distance. You don't want this, 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 um, this high RF exposure. And I know I'm kind of bouncing a little bit, but I'm kind of explaining how these wireless technologies work outside of the home, how we can control it within the home, but what we can do to distance ourselves and protect ourselves from this direct exposure. Um, you know, there's companies out there, again, we'll link this stuff. So just we'll make note, you know, to add to your audience that uh, there's companies out there that make external wiring kits with router kits, with wireless router kits where we can, you know, all your wires are going to be exposed because you don't have that luxury to have it in the wall and have the switches and things, you know. So there's other ways to wire everything externally to completely resolve and eliminate all RF technology in the home. Okay. Um, that's one form of EMF. There's four forms of EMFs. We have the uh, electrical field. That's the AC, that's the 60 hertz cycle sine wave coming into the house, bringing electrons of electricity through a copper wiring. We have uh, what's referred to as AC uh, magnetic, uh, electromagnetic fields. Um, those are considered, and those are the ones that have the most study to show the dangers of, of, of long-term exposure to AC uh, electromagnetics. Um, uh, there's another one called MEP. A lot of people are asking about MEP, it's microelectrical surge protection, uh, pollution. Um, for somebody that's more um, electrical hypersensitive, they're going to pick up more on an uh, MEP, which is basically dirty line noise um, that's uh, interjected into the power line through computers, motors, uh, electronic devices, even FM, ra AM radio stations. They actually grab on and it creates this um this distortion um and harmonic wave within the, the wiring and somebody that's super hyper electrical sen uh, sensitive they can pick up on these waves um it's not super dangerous it's more so as it is it just kind of has effect and it could affect somebody sleeping it could create some dizziness headaches um it's not considered to be like one of the more um looked at forms of MEP, and then, of course, there's the RF, the, ra the radio frequency. So we discussed the radio frequency, the MEPs. Again, it's, it's, it's easy to mitigate MEPs because it could be a dimmer. A dimmer on a wall switch, it, it throws the, the sine wave of these um, distortions, uh, of these harmonic frequencies in our 60 hertz cycle wavelength of the electrical line. Um, the takeaways for the audience, really ultimately is as the builder you know we can't get away from power in a home that's the modern luxury um it is an emf because everyone's like oh why is emf being talked about now it's like well no we're just really simplifying and creating the science of well you have a 60 cycle come in that's how you power all your devices um but it's limiting the exposure so from an ac uh excuse me from an electrical field um from ac alternating current we, in our bedrooms, we have outlets that we conveniently plug our lamps into and we plug our charging phones in, you know, charging our iPhones or Android phones. And what are we doing? We're putting them on the nightstands and we're turning on the lights. You know, you turn off the light, your phone is hopefully this audience, you know, a lot of people are turning off their cell phones, putting in airplane mode, but these are the things you got to think about. So when you're sleeping, our sanctuary environment where we're healing in is. Think about, we want to keep the, the electrical field in the wall at the outlet. When you plug something in, now that current traveling through the wire to the switch where you're turning it off the lamp, now you've just extended the power line coming out of the room. Now it's right next to your head, depending on you know where the nightstand is, all night long being exposed to this, this, this current. Um, you know, because our bodies are conductors, we're, we're absorbing this energy, okay? Um, there is, the studies aren't significant that it creates, you know, this real major biological effect, um, but it does affect sleep. Um, it does affect our bodies when we're constantly exposed to this, this 
these these millivolts of of electricity waves that are going through the air right next to a power cable you know and again whether it's a phone charger whether it's a lamp whether it's a computer uh plug-in you're bringing that out of the wall so distance yourself minimize your plugins uh, minimize your lamps minimize your cords there is another way to ground the cords we can ground all these things too so they're not putting out that emf coming in through so that's that that's another form of an emf which is the electrical field the big one that's the biggest concern is uh, ac electromagnetic fields and what down that one is both obviously environment within the home but also it's externally because it's the power line coming into the home that's bringing in from the power line itself it could be depending on the wire configuration and how the wires are typically it's like you know two or three wires separated when you have when you have a single leg you know we have 220 volts coming into the house it's two legs you know we have we have a ground we have our a and we have our b 110 110 220 220 volt a lot of dryers um ovens and things like that run on a 220 when when we so the 220 you know the power source coming in from the power line it's going to by default of what it does um you have current going through ac current going through a line well what it's doing is throwing a spin of a electromagnetic field around that that's just what power does well when you have a line going this way and this way now we have power going this way power going this way and you have two electromagnetic fields crossing over what it does is it creates this major biological effect um, that affects the body big time um again i, I won't explain the science because it's beyond me but other other than than i understand the fundamentals of what an ac electromagnetic well when it comes into the house what happens is when we take that leg a and that leg b when when they're together they cross cancel wiring in a house the romex cross cancels because the wires are next to each other when the wires become spaced that's what creates that electrical magnetic field so it's kind of the situation of the power line coming to the house then it's coming into the house well what happens is if there's a if there's not proper grounding if the wire isn't properly wired in the home it can create a big magnetic field in a room where there's um, a wiring error. One of them, one of the common one is improper grounding, not grounded properly. Um, there's some other things, but I'll just kind of keep it on the simple at that. So we, when I do my assessments, you know, I bring in the meters and, you know, we're looking at the externally, we're looking at the internally. Um, I'm using um, eight, um, these, electrical field meters to see okay hey this is power coming to the home but then i'm going through the home and i'm actually looking at what is the ac magnetic fields in the home because once i start to identify through my whole um audit that i do then i could i can detect and find actual wiring errors to where we actually bring an electrician into the home to where we can correct a lot of these things again from a new construction perspective I just go a whole different direction and how the materials and what I use to build, to reduce, you know, to keep the power in the wall, to, re to reduce any AC electromagnetic sources. Um, you know, and then of course we talked about the RF. Um, this is probably one of the most common meters out there uh, by, by safe, what is this, uh, safe living technologies. And what this meter does, is this measures radio frequencies and uh, microwatts per square meter. I recommend everybody has one of these meters. This is one of the better meters. It's, it's actually a professional grade for about a $300 price point. Um, it's called the Safe and Sound Pro 2. And this measures the RF. So this could be measuring any cell frequencies coming into the house. This could be measuring um rf um, wi-fi bluetooth devices you could you could pinpoint and, and source where all of your rf frequencies are coming just with this device alone um by the way i'm proud to say 
that were about three to four microwatts per square meter in this house. I was just looking at the numbers there. I was I was curious. Uh, yeah, what they. That's pretty sweet. That is. <laughs> um, I measured a Tesla the other day, and it was measuring. This is this will blow your mind. It was measuring 1.5 million microwatts. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, I won't I won't freak anybody out, but they could they they find that anything under 100 of con con constant exposure would be considered to be like kind of a safe limit. A hundred microwatts per square meter, anything under 10 would be ideal for somebody that has electrical hypersensitivities, but 1.5 million, come on. That's just, it's just really high. Um, <laughs> here's, a, here's another device. This is by Safe Living Technologies. I won't really promote this one because this is a professional grade, very expensive. But this measures the electrical field, and this measures the AC magnetic fields in the home. They have a much cheaper version that's about three to four hundred dollars. So I recommend these two devices to everybody to where they can understand. Um, and then we'll also link together um, a chart that shows you what's a safe number, what's a moderate, what's an extreme number. So everybody in your audience here can empower themselves to have these meters you know, for a $600 investment to know like, oh, okay, th these are my exposures. Um, what do I do, Brian? Um, well, hey, in the, in the bedroom, here's a, here's a quick takeaway. We talked about the RF, we talked about mitigating all that, but how do we mitigate the power in the, in the bedroom? Well, I put kill switches on the wall, so I kill the power to the whole room when I'm done using whatever anyways. Um, but you could, locate, you could locate the breaker on your electrical panel, with a friend and find which breaker, make sure it's not turning off the refrigerator, you know, something like that. But you could locate that breaker before you go to, this is just cheap. Yeah, it's inconvenient. You gotta go walk to the breaker panel, but you just put like a little label on it, bedroom. You go in there, go to bed, turn it off. Problem solved, right? Um, yeah, so I think, I think that covers EMFs pretty extensively, really. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Um, no, I mean, yeah, that was, it, but I, but it, like you acknowledge, it's, I mean, especially in our modern world, this is something that is definitely not going away. And so, yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. The more people can be empowered to learn about this and, you know, be aware of it and, and mitigate it in their, their daily life. And yeah, I, uh, Good point about the uh, the breaker switch there. One of what, our house, there's two breakers. One is in the basement, but it's mostly the grid. The basement's on its own grid, but my my other breaker is outside, and I'm just thinking about going out on a snowy Colorado night there. To <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. There 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 are other solutions. There are. Just there for are. The sense of keeping a practical. Um, <laughs> You know, without having an electrician come in there and rewire and start gutting the house, right? Like, there's there's also these um, there are these relay panels that you put in at the breaker that actually has an RF remote that actually sends the signal to the solenoid that actually turns the power off, and you can have up to four four channels. So for you, it might actually be something to consider, and we we can share these boxes at a later date. But you can do up to four circuits. Um, and you can actually have an RF with four channels. Again, it's just a bleep of a signal. Um, boop, kills the power just by an, a remote. I love that. Yeah, and awesome. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet too. Yeah. yeah, I would be very interested in, in in learning more about it. I also my my brother in law is an electrician. So Drew, uh, when this episode airs and you listen to it, um, you might be uh, put to work there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean. Uh, Okay, I'll just ask. I mean, do you like? I know we've been talking for quite a bit of time. Do you want to kind of, uh, you know, wrap it up for today? Or uh, you mentioned the circadian lights. I know there, there's so much we could talk about. I'm also fine doing like a part two, like whatever, whatever you want. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Yeah, this there's circadian. Well, you know, the circadian. I'll just keep it simple. It's like we're looking for lighting that doesn't flicker because you know lights on a cycle AC. They flicker. Um, you know, the old incandescents, believe it or not, flicker, but they had a good spectrum wavelength of what we refer, refer to as like a 1600 Kelvin. 
or like a 680 nanometer of a spectrum of what blue, green, and red on that spectrum. Um, that's where incandescent was sweet, but incandescent, believe it or not, flickered a lot. Um, you know, the LED technologies come a long way. And I've spent a lot of time sourcing some of the best LED solutions that we that I found that are used in the um, the film studio, you know, types of environments um, to where they have to have very precise precision lighting that there cannot be any flicker because, you know, the film will pick it up and the quality. Um, so it gets expensive, um, but I've sourced out and I've incorporated lighting that I can mimic the circadian pattern of sunlight from morning to high noon to evening. I can literally manipulate the lighting through the entire day within the home, whether it's, whether it's doing um, LED you know, type um, tape lighting systems and coves and, you know, indirectly under cabinetry or things like that, or whether it's a very modernized uh, recess type of a light, you know, very architecturally enhanced and friendly, um, um, to having, I've, I even go down to like Home Depot and I'll, like I have all the meters and I measure all these different types of things. And some of the newer, there's some manufacturers out there with some LED, you know, these vintage type bulbs. And they, they work really well. Like I've measured a very low flicker rate off of them. And they have a very, you know, there's companies out there that are coming out with, you know, all the red lights and stuff. And it's cool, you know, but maybe somebody doesn't want their house all, you know, full red, you know, um, when company comes over, sometimes it's not so practical or whatever. Um, because it's only red and I know there's some other ones that are changing but I've been playing around with these vintage you can get all the way down to a 1600 Calvin all the way up to, to like a 2400 Calvin um, you know that aren't putting out a high flicker rate so that's just an easy and it's a thread in uh, I forget T, uh, is it a T20 no it's you know the typical incandescent thread um, I forgot I forgot the receptacle there's a number it's either a T38 F38 anyways they screw in, um, or if you wanted to go advanced, then again, if our audience is listening to this going, hey, I just want to build a home with all these methods, that's easy. That's the easy part. Um, and it does, typically to build you know, from scratch and, and uh, uh, this holistic home and this program that I'm talking about, everybody can kind of pick and choose kind of how they want to do it. It doesn't have to be all this way, but all the building and all the materials and all the methods, I mean, it's all synergistic. You know, this this level of building can be about 30% higher than just like a conventional build, okay? Um, you know, again, you know, the lighting system could be cu really customized. You know, we don't have to have, you know, 60 recessed lights in, in a 3,000 square foot area. You know, maybe it's a combination just using other uh, different types of natural lighting from sun uh, or just doing a lot of indirect lighting or having a lot of kind of cove lighting. Um, and just using more pendant lighting strategically or something like that. Again, pendant lighting, now you're bringing the electrical source out of the wall, you know, so I try to keep, I try to keep lighting within an area because the EM, there's an EMF factor to lighting as well. Um, so it's understanding how to use the lighting, where to get the lighting, what kind of LED lighting systems because there's some really crappy LED lighting systems. And if somebody doesn't understand the Calvins and the temperatures and the fluctuations and the nanometers, um, you can you can spend a lot of money in LED lighting and have a completely type of a lighting system that does not help serve this natural healing environment. You know, so that's basically kind of the overall on that whole aspect. Again, you know, maybe after some time we can kind of like direct out you know, hey, do we want to, you know, talk about how do you build a home like this? How do we remodel a home like this? Or how do we just take an existing home? I think we covered, believe it or not, a lot of it. We talked about indoor air quality, the cleaning protocol. Um, are there some replacement light systems? Yes. Um, is there, can we add these water treatment systems in the home? Yes. Um, can we do air filtration? Can we, can we, can we do a good cleaning protocol within the home? So whoever's listening to this video, there's a lot of information here. Um, it's long and drawn out, but you know, it's all here. <laughs> yeah, so. it is. Oh my gosh. Well, 
thank you so much for yeah sharing so much information and um and also just your your resources and and all of like the science and 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 research behind everything that we discussed today and and we will be sure to 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 link you know you know uh, I'll link as much as possible, um, like some of those protocols and those studies that you said and, and that information for anyone who wants to, to know more. Um, but beyond that, uh, you know, again, thank you so much, Brian, for just sharing, you know, I think, I think what you're doing is, is, is so important and, and has the ability to improve, you know, so many people's lives in so many different ways. Um, if people want to learn more about you yourself, you know, in addition to all this other wonderful information uh, that you've shared, but how, uh, where can they find uh, more information about you and then, you know, 360 degree synergy and, and everything else that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I use Instagram. So synergy, so synergy is spelled S E N E R G Y. So it's like source energy. Um, so synergy S E N E R G Y three sixty. Um, you can simply find me on Instagram. Um, feel free to DM and definitely refer you. You know of how right they found me. Um, but all, and also to synergy S E N E R G Y three sixty dot com. That's my website. Um, again, you can send me a contact form through there. And just link um, or just, you know, have everybody just reference how they found me. Um, and I would definitely offer a free 30-minute consultation um, to anything of any of your audience wants to cover, ask questions about um, what they can do. What does the home assessment look like? What do we cover under the home assessment? Um, how can I benefit from it? Um, you know, and what does it look like beyond an assessment as far as like consulting services and, and things like that? So I work all over the country. So definitely um, everyone just, you know, if the, if you're coming through here, just, you know, make sure reference you and I'll, and I'll definitely be more than happy to, you know, spend that 30 minutes um, consulting anything that anybody needs or wants or desires to create a healthy environment in their home. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for, for that offer to, to, um, anyone who's listening and, and yeah. And, and again, thank you again for everything that you've shared today. It's, it's been, uh, a really, really, um, insightful and educational, uh, experience there. And, um, yeah, much appreciated, much gratitude for you. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, really quick, before you go, I need you to do one thing for me. If there was something in this episode that you think would be of value to someone else, please share it for me. My goal is to empower as many people as possible on their health and fitness journeys. And one of the best ways to do it is to share awesome information like what you heard in today's episode out with many others. So do me a favor, copy and paste that link, send it to one of your friends, your family, or anyone who you think would get some enjoyment and value out of this. I appreciate you for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you.